Hello, thanks so much for tuning in to our podcast. I'm Michael Grant, Senior Pastor of Faith Worship Center International right here in Columbus, Georgia. Today, I'd like to share a word straight from God that's just for you. I hope you're prepared. Grab your pen, paper, your tablet. Most importantly, grab your Bible, your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And let's prepare to take notes on what God has to share with you on today. I'm excited for you because you're about to grow to a greater place of faith in God. Let's tune into the word. And I believe that new thing is that we are overcoming in our age, in our modern day and time. Somebody say we overcome. In order for us to overcome, we need to know what it means to overcome. And so I want to share quickly two definitions of what it means to overcome so that you'll know what to expect in this season. Uh, Number one, to overcome means to defeat, to conquer, to subdue, to succeed in dealing with difficulty. Somebody say, I conquer. Say, I subdue and I succeed. That's right. That's the first definition. Many scriptures we could point to to share with the reality. But from the beginning, one comes to mind. Genesis 1 and 28, God created us with the ability to not only be fruitful, to multiply, replenish the earth and to have dominion. But he also said, I want you to subdue it. You were created to overcome. Second definition is that we are to remain unharmed due to courage and unwavering faithfulness right in the midst, right in the middle of facing that difficulty. Somebody say, I will be unharmed. Jesus told his followers that, uh, behold, I give you the power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. Somebody say, I will be unharmed while I'm overcoming. But it's important for us to understand the latter part of that definition, not just remaining unharmed, but there's a reason. Somebody say, I got a part to play in this. Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of dialoguing today, but the part that we must play is we must remain courageous. We must be unwavering in our faith. James said it this way. He said that, excuse me, Paul said it this way. Uh, He said that we should uh, hold fast the profession of our faith, Hebrews 10 and and 23, uh, that we should hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Somebody say, my faith works. I just can't waver. That's the key. I just got to make sure that I don't change my mind in the process. On the way to promise, there's always a process. And that process is where so many uh, believers drop off of the boat or get off the bus because the process can be challenging at times. But if you can make it through the process, you're headed to promise. Somebody say this. This train is bound for glory. Yeah, that's what the old saints used to say. This, this train bound for glory. And I'm going to ride this train even if it gets bumpy, even if there's a pit stop, even if there's some challenges that come along the way, even if I got to stop and get some more gas, coal, or whatever it is that make this train roll, I'm going to be sure that when we get to the destination, I'm going to make it through the process to the promise because the promise is where we're going. Uh, but I can understand uh, in observing these two definitions, uh, the part that would make us disheartened is that there are 
there's one common denominator in both of these definitions, and the common denominator is that it's denoting the presence of opposition. Oh, that's right. I know we all we all despise opposition. Can't we all just get along? You know, we, our heart goes to that type of mindset or that posture where we would desire to just be able to go through life and, and enjoy. You know, we all afforded the right to happiness, the pursuit of happiness. You know, we just, we just want to be happy. But on the journey to happiness, there's always adversaries. Paul said it this way um, when he was in Ephesus. He says, man, there's a great and effectual door that's open unto me. But there's so many adversaries. There's so many challenges. There's so many things that want to stop me from being my best self. Is there anybody who's felt that way even as you crossed over? It ain't been but two weeks, but you've crossed out of 2020 into 2021 and you're so excited about new and better things only to find that, golly, they're right in the presence of this new season, this new time, this new year that I find myself in. There are similar adversaries that want to keep me from walking in my greatness. I believe, believers, that that is intentional. I believe that the Father has permitted adversaries to stand before us. Why? Because there's more to us than we've been giving ourselves credit for. Yeah, we've been, we've been, we've been trained, we've been persuaded of because of the mindset of pursuing salvation that we're being saved from a thing. But I would like to better extend the fact that not only have we been saved from a thing, but we've been saved for a thing. We've been saved for a purpose. God saved us so that his plans could be fulfilled even in dark days like these that we are living in. And I know that you can't wait until this battle is over, until this struggle is over. I even know even concerning the United States of America, the tension that's risen even as inauguration day comes because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who among us, uh, the citizens in this nation, are going to you know, revolt, riot, or protest. And so there's this, simple, this, this, this feeling of unrest. But I'm here to tell you, that's where believers function at their best. When there's pressure, when there's opposition, when there is a challenge, when there is an adversary standing in your way. That's truth be told. That's when we're more alert, aren't we? Yeah, when, if, if you wake up in the middle of the night, you hear noise moving, you was knocked out sleep, but you wake up then, don't you? You hear that, that unfamiliar sound. You said, now wait a minute. You get your baseball bat, your Glock, your knife, whatever it is you got hanging around. And you say, I bet you ain't nobody coming up in my house. Why? Because this is my house. This is my terrain, and I refuse to be found sleeping while an adversary is present. I believe that's the position that we find ourselves in. Our adversary is present, so God has made a clarion call to be sent out to his church saying, Wake up, O sleeping giant. There's too much work to be done. I don't need you sleeping while your adversary is going about as a roaring lion. And so God is allowing us. Somebody say he's allowing it. Oh, I wish he wasn't. I wish it was a season of peace. I wish it was a season of, of just relaxing, enjoying, and celebrating. But in order for there to be a season of peace, in order for there to be a season of celebration, we must first overcome. We must first go to war and overcome. And so God is telling us that in order for us to overcome, the presence of uh, adversary or opposition is next necessary. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 16, verse number 33. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. Somebody say peace is present, but I got to bring manifestation to it. He says, these things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace, comma, 
con- continued statement, in this world you will have tribulation. So here's a, here's a note. If you see p- tribulation, that ought to be an indicator that you got peace. Can you see? Yeah, that, that don't make common sense. Old saints, you say, they don't even make good walking around sense for me to say I'm at peace because there is tribulation. But the, the, the tribulation, the presence of tribulation is the indicator of what God has available in him. Note, Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation, but in me you have peace. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might know that you have peace. So here's what he says. Be of good cheer. Be happy. Be excited. Here's why. Because if tribulation is present, you can have peace in knowing that you've already overcome. Yeah, the mere fact that the adversary decided to step foot on your doorpost, the mere fact that the adversary of this age is coming against the righteous ought to be an indicator that, uh uh-oh, it's time for me to walk in victory. Somebody about to see a new expression of God. Somebody is about to experience the victory even in the face of opposition. But here's the key, key of this message today. In order for us to overcome, we're going to have to go through some things. Watch. I didn't say go to some things. I said go through some things, which means the things that come to you already know you're going to make it through them. Oh, the mighty. I'm just trying to get you to see this thing called life in a different manner. Just because it comes to you don't mean that you defeat it. On the, on the contrary, when it comes to you, if you're a believer, that's an indication that you're about to get another trophy to put on your shelf. You're about to get another medal to hang around your neck. You are a about to overcome somebody say we overcome Uh, but we must understand this when it comes to overcoming the reason that God permits opposition to be present or adversaries to hang around someone might more ask the question when Jesus died why didn't he just go ahead and send uh, Lucifer to the pit or the lake of fire and just destroy them all and, and not and let us live in victory because he wanted us to experience the victory that he experienced as well he allows these adversaries to be present so that what was said of him the purpose that he came to destroy the works of the enemy could be sustained through his little brothers and sisters. He's the firstborn among many brethren. And so we must embrace opposition. We must embrace the definition of overcoming, which means in order to be the best, we got to beat the best. Oh man, I'm stirring. I got to deal with you today. In order to be, B-E, the best, we must B-E-A-T, the best. Those oppositions that have conquered other people who've gone on before us, those challenges that perhaps other people fell prey to in our very circle, we face those and oftentimes they try to intimidate us and make us think, well, if it overcame this person, then surely it's going to overcome me. Not so. The very fact that it came to you and God ensured that you have this revelation is coupling your revelation with the opportunity for you to walk in victory somebody say I can't I can't attest to what the last person encountered but as for me in my house we gonna overcome somebody say we got to overcome here's the reality of the thing uh, we desire <coughs> excuse me as in this modern day and age we desire to be known before we conquer things yeah, we desire to be known. We desire to have a name before we ever encounter any opposition. And uh, the reality is the only way that you can be something is that you overcome and then you become. Somebody say, I must overcome to become. No, I need y'all to say that like you understand it. I must first overcome in order to become. 
Yeah, if I want to be a champion, I must dethrone the champion. If I want to be a winner, I must, de- I must uh, overcome or win against a, a previous winner. If I'm, if I'm uh, winning against losers, I'm not accomplishing much at all. No, no, no. We don't want to talk about you beating a team that ain't never won nothing. Uh, uh, this weekend, there's been teams that's been playing and have been uh, uh, going back and forth. Why? Because they're winners. And the reason that they're the only ones playing is because they've been the only ones winning. I wish I could catch somebody in here that's willing to embrace uh, 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 battles that, are, uh, that have taken out other people that if it tries to name itself among you, you won't be wavering in your faith. You'll say, oh, you want to try me. Oh, you want to come up against me. I'm not asking for more battles but if a battle presents itself to me you best believe you ain't gonna take me out like you took the last one out I stand in a place of understanding that I already have victory somebody say but I gotta embrace the battle we live in an age where people want to be known before they're known I call it the age of counterfeit authority I'm going to have to hang here for a moment. I call it the age of counterfeit authority where people access authority by or they access control through manipulation or deceit. An example of this, an example of this. Y'all stay with me for a moment. This might rub some people the wrong way, but this is truth. Somebody say counterfeit authority. I give an example of this. Uh, In the world, in the virtual world, many of you can attest to this who are watching live. In the virtual world, there are individuals called influencers. Uh, These individuals have not accomplished much at all as uh, in life. They have not uh, overcome things, but they do things that draw attention to themselves and whatever the uh, target audience is willing to be interested in that they are doing, people begin to follow them. begin to be influenced by people uh, putting their flesh on display. I could name them if you want me to, but I won't for the sake of just getting focusing on the message. The reality is, if you have not overcome anything, you ain't got nothing to influence me with. How you going to help me? Watch. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me, let me deal with this. Somebody say counterfeit authority. Uh, uh, they, gain, uh, they gain a following by drawing attention to self. Watch. There's no power. Uh, and, and here's our influencers I've, 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 I've been told and have uh, even researched and found. Influencers are established. Here's the, here's the steps that they take. They, they pick something that they call their niche. <laughs> they pick it. They say, hmm, I want to be known for this. And then they begin to create content. They brand themselves. They create their own image as this thing. And they begin to create the content. And then they just be consistent with how they put it forward. And as long as people are interested in the content that they put forward, it causes a greater following. There are, and, and the reason I, I, I put that before you as something to be aware of is because what that does is it erodes, it, or rather what it has been doing is it has been eroding the very fiber of God's structure for the church. There is a generation who looks to influencers as to how they will lead their lives when the Bible has clearly stated that if anything is going on in your life that's inappropriate or off kilter, it specifically words it as if there's 
any sick among you, let them call forth not the influencers, but call forth the elders, those who've gone through something, those, those who have been tested. Try, watch, those who have overcome hard things. Now, the Bible is not specifically speaking of elders as those who have a title. In that text, it's talking about those who done been through and know how to get a prayer through. So that's talking about all of us in here. If anybody has gone through something, if you've battled through, labored through, toiled through any type of uh, situation in your past, you understand what it feels like to have to overcome something. And so that's the order of the kingdom of God, right? That's the order. And so what, what this age has done is it's created a platform for anyone and everyone to be anything and, and or everything that they desire to be. Watch, even if they're not that. And so there's this counterfeit authority that's perpetuated in society. You've seen it. And, and watch, I, I, I'm not knocking uh, uh, utilizing the social media platforms to advance, to advance agendas. But what I'm saying is within that, the enemy is also maximizing it. And he's robbing a generation of true authority because their eyes are set on those who are counterfeit. Here's what the Bible says in Hebrews. It says, be followers of those. Somebody say, how many followers you got? How many followers you got? Yeah, yeah. Be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I ain't got no problem if you following somebody who is an inheritor of the promises. But if you are following an influencer who has no proof, who has no power, who has not developed an anointing, who ain't gone through nothing in life, how you going to influence me? That's, the, that's, that's what pulls, that's what pulls. And here, here's why this is important. This, this counterfeit authority, I'm going to deal with this later in the, the year if the Spirit of the Lord guides me to do so, but it is synonymous with witchcraft. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. It's synonymous with witchcraft. What is witchcraft? Witchcraft, it lures you to gaining your information from a different source. That's not, not we, we, we demonize it, but it's more than just demonology. Witchcraft is, it can, watch, because here's what, here's what uh, Old Testament says, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Why? Because rebellion enthrones self as God. So you're saying all, all witchcraft wants to do is displace God with any other God. That's why God says you can't have no, uh, no don't worship graven images in one of the Ten Commandments right? he made it real clear. Don't worship no other God. Don't put no other God before me because that's witchcraft. It's counterfeit authority and here's what will happen. When you put your reliance, when you rely on that counterfeit authority, then that means you're depending on the counterfeit power that, that, that empowers that authority. And in most cases, it's left wanting. Y'all, that thing, that thing has infiltrated uh, church leadership. By that, I mean there are uh, people who are well-known in ministry only because they have a, a following, not because they have an anointing. Ain't got no mantle, elder. Ain't got no anointing, but just uh, come up with words that tickle the ears of people. Old Testament prophets say, uh, uh, prophet said it this way. You are prophesying according to your own spirit. 
Mm-hmm. That, that, that's how Jeremiah said it. And he told the king, he said, I tell you what, uh, you can ignore what I'm telling you that God is saying that he's about to judge the nation of Israel. And you can hear what these prophets are saying and you can throw me in the belly of the, of the prison because I'm prophesying to you according to the word of God. But mark my words, what God is speaking through me, you're going to see it with your natural eyes. And when these prophets who are saying what you want to hear, when they find themselves being contradicted by you your judgment poured out on earth don't come calling me to ask what I need to do then no you have been influenced by a counterfeit authority that's why the church as we know it has been so without power has been so diluted mitigated because we would rather embrace charisma instead of embracing an anointing and I'm here to tell you I don't mind a good shout every now and then I don't mind a good a good jerk every, in every season or two but I'm here to tell you when I'm in the middle of a pandemic I don't want you to tell me what I need to hear I want you to tell me what thus saith the Lord so that me and my family can live somebody say I don't need an influencer I need an elder somebody say I need to hear what God is saying I need to hear what God is saying Jesus was the embodiment of, of, of an overcomer one who was willing what was my point there overcomers are not trying to find the easy route. Jesus said it this way. Man, I wish I had. I'm going to have to deal with this later on tonight on the, uh, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. Sunday nightcap. That's what we call it. Praise the Lord. Tune in at 7 o'clock, nightcap. (laughs) But Jesus said this in Matthew 7, 13 through 14. He said, enter ye uh, through in the kingdom through the gate that is straight or the gate that is narrow or small he says because uh, narrow is the way and straight is the gate small condensed hard to get through is the gate that le- that uh, 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 gives to way to eternal life he says but broad is the way and wide is the gate that leadeth to destruction right and oftentimes when we hear the scriptures we try and lock Jesus into only saying one thing And I'm all for contextualizing, but Jesus was a prophetic man. Jesus was speaking just as clear as he was speaking to them folk in that setting. He was talking to you and me for today. So here's what he said. Here's what he's saying in that. Jesus is saying, don't look for the easy route. Stop trying to find the easy way to get rich quick. Get, I can't even say it right. Get rich quick. Right? Don't. Don't look for the easy route, he says, because the easy route, most times than not, is going to lead to failure. He said, but be willing to work for stuff. And I'm not talking about, you know, working uh, harder instead of smarter. Some things are just more wise as we go through time. It's, it's, just, it's just wisdom to change your approach to things. When I, because when you're younger, you have more energy and strength to do things. As you age, you better get smarter. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. You don't want to be 70 working the same hours that you was when you was 20. No, 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 no. If In case anybody want to know, that ain't God. No, no, you serve, you serve the community, you serve that company, and here's another, and here's a prophetic word to somebody. I don't know if you're watching or if you're in here. If they have not promoted you, as diligently as you, as you have committed them, as, as, as faithful as you have been to them, you need to call them on the carpet on that now. You need to call them on the carpet. Now, I've been serving. I don't watch everybody pass me. 
I ain't trying to say that I'm, I'm all that in the bag of chips, but uh, the next promotion, my name need to be in that hat. You need to say it as kind and as, as, as you, could, you as nice, you as important, however you want to say it. <laughs> but you need, you need to, look, if they have not shown you that your value has increased as their organization has increased, you're in the wrong organization. I ain't telling you to quit your job when you ain't finna come asking me to, I got three whole mouths in my house to feed. <laughs> Four included mines. Mines. But I am encouraging you to know that there's more for you. There's more for you. There's more for you. But, but be willing, be willing to earn it, to, to labor towards it. This is, this is the discrepancy that we find with this uh, group of believers that Jesus is talking to and with this uh, generation in this age of counterfeit. The reason that they'll embrace counterfeit authority uh, is because it's easy. It's e well, it's easier. right? It's easier to create my own image and put it out there and not be that than to have to work towards being it and then put it on display. Why? Because it takes more time. It takes more time for me to go through, and it takes more effort for me to have to face an adversary and then overcome it. Right? But there's a reason now. There's a reason that one, and since we're in football season, I'll use this as an example. There's a reason that whoever get the first pick in the draft gonna get the first pick in the draft. You don't get the first pick from being the best. Not in the NFL draft. The reason you get the first pick, because they say, you so sorry. We're going to let you get the first somebody that's available. You need so much help. That before anybody else, you are so disadvantaged. Now, don't, be, don't you be ashamed if your team going to be picking one. <laughs> My Falcons fans say, we, we up there. We're going to get one of them, Joker. One, two, three, four. We're going to get one of them. We might, even, we might even bounce up a little bit. But, but the reason is, it's not because they were so great. It's because what they put on display was so insufficient. There's a reason that first week, first Sunday in February, whoever wins that game, their sales will be much higher. They're going to make more income than most other teams that are in the league, as opposed to who will be picking first in the draft. The reason is they've won. They've, they've gone through the process. They didn't just say, oh, I'm out here. Y'all come buy my stuff. No, no, you, you be quiet. Stop, stop, putting your, stop, putting your, stop emailing me, Atlanta Hawks. Until y'all get Trey Young some help, stop emailing me. And Rondo ain't enough. Messing with your basketball fans. <laughs> Had the nerve to, to bring in Vince Carter. Vince Carter older than me. Still playing basketball. What was Vince going to help you do? Okay, I'm sorry. I love Vince, but Vince was not going to get y'all a championship. Not in this season of his life. Y'all look at me like, the elder said, preach the Bible. Stop messing with my <laughs> You know it's true. I'm just messing with y'all. But what's the point? It's not that, you know, it, and I'm, this, this goes for anyone who finds themselves in that category. It's not just a specific team. 
But anybody who finds themselves in that scenario, anyone who wins, more attention is drawn to them. Why? Because they had to go through 31 other teams. And out of 31 other teams, they were able to be king of the hill. Think about all the challenges you've gone through in your life. Think about every time that the enemy tried to overcome you. Why would you dare not use that as a trophy to say, I've overcome? Why would you dare listen to someone else who ain't going through nothing? All they're doing is seeking attention so that they can be known amongst a community instead of listening to somebody who had to go through the same challenges you're going through. That's one of the, that's one of uh, my, the conversations that I used to have with Dr. Ann Hartman of late. We would talk about, man, it's important that people in local areas don't get so, you know, excited about ministers that are in other cities that are well known. And we understand that there are generals. We're not knocking that. There are, there are rankings uh, of authority or, or different, a better statement is there are different measures of anointing authorities, mantles in the kingdom of God. And that just is what it is. That's with anything. Different giftings have different places. But I'm not going to listen to what somebody's saying all the way up in New York City above what my pastor telling me right here in Columbus, Georgia and Phoenix City and the surrounding areas. New York don't know what Columbus going through. Come on now. Chicago don't know what, what Columbus is going through. That's a whole different culture. It has its culture, but they don't, the two don't always coincide. And truth be told, now, some of y'all been some from, from cities and, and had to come to Columbus. You could, people could tell you and you could tell them the difference, couldn't you? Like, oh, no, they, they, we, I, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Why? Because the culture is different. Why? Why is the culture different? Because the principalities assigned are different. That's why, watch. And I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to them for a moment. I get it. Especially to a young generation who aspires for more then your city perhaps seemingly has to offer you. It's like it, it's, it's a, an urge to get away from Columbus. I, man, I, gotta, I, gotta, I want go to I, I wanna go to another city. I wanna, when I graduate, I want to leave this city. Well, that's fine. But why? Is it because you've been looking there while you've been abiding here? Huh? You've been groomed to conquer here. I encourage the talent that's in Columbus, Georgia, please, please, before you leave, make sure that you're not leaving for counterfeit authority. Because you had, to, you had to fight like tooth and nail to just even get through high school. You had to, you had to claw to get through all of the prejudice, the racism, the, the sexism that was trying to box you in here while you were in Columbus. I'd be doggone if I'm going to give up my reward. If I go for a season, I'd be back. I'm going I'm to go to Pharaoh's house and I'm going to get this. I'm going to learn how to, how to conquer in a greater measure, but I'm learning so I can come back and so that I can walk as the authority of the city that I had to labor through. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off of that, but I'm, I, I'm trying to get you to see how entrenched this is. You were groomed to conquer racism. You were groomed. 
Columbus, Georgia, Phoenix City, the surrounding areas, you were groomed, especially if you were part of this house. You know how to overcome the spirit of religion. You can sense it when you see it and it vexes your spirit. You say, no, we even, no even, even if it's a moment in our own gathering where you sense like it's trying to kid you say, no, we rebuke that in Jesus. Now, you're not welcome here. Why? Because you know how to do war. You know how to battle. You know how to fight against those principalities that come against this region. So don't be so ancient. Ancient for nothing. Columbus isn't what you want it to be. I'm here to tell you if, you, if you're from here, there's work to do here. And I'd like to submit to you that God is about to do something new and fresh in here. God is about to break forth in a new and mighty way, so much so that he's about to sap. He, watch this. Ooh, pray for me, intercessors. He's about to snatch a generation out of the very hand of the adversary that had a wall between from generation to generation. Understand this. When God does a new thing, he does it through a new generation. And it's not that he's forgetting the previous generation. He's just raising up that next generation to carry on to move forward into what God has started in the previous generations. It's supposed to be perpetual from generation to generation. You remember what we used to sing? Uh, 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 people of every nation and tongue from generation to generation. That's what God wants to do. What he's done in one generation, he wants to outdo in the next generation. That's why you got to press for your babies. You got to press for your children, your sons, your daughters, your grandbabies. Don't let the enemy just have them. Don't just assume, well, I guess they just going to be like their old drunk daddy. I guess they just going to, you know, follow the same prayer. That, no, 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 no. You got to stand. You got to pray. You got to war. Why? Because the same way the enemy had to let you, whoo, the same way the enemy had to get his hands off of you and you overcame it, you got a right to speak that same word over your, over your uh, oncoming generation and they got to break through. You say, I ain't got nobody praying for me. Well, that means you a pioneer. That's why God connected you with an apostolic people. You're the first of your kind and God has surrounded you with people of like faith so that you can break forth, break out and do something that hadn't been done before. And so I just wanted to remind you today, inspire you today, to bring to your attention today that opposition is going to be present. It's needful. The reason that it's needful is because it strengthens your spiritual muscles and it causes you to become who God has called you to be. But before you become, you've got to overcome. Here's what the scripture says. John, same John that testified of Jesus and in John chapter 15, 16, verse 33, in his first letter, he said, any of you who are born of God, you are overcomers. You overcome this world. Who are they? John goes on to say in John 5, who are they who are born of God? But those who believe on Jesus Christ. Wow, what a message. What a word, man. I just love God's word. It's so empowering, so impactful. Causes us to be exactly what God wants us to be. I hope you enjoyed that message. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to catch us via our live stream, you can do so by going to our website, www.michaelgrantministries.net, on Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or Tuesdays at 7.15 p.m., both Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, I pray that you stay strong in your faith and that all that God is speaking in your life, you have exactly what you say.